It's your boys. Today. And you checking out wrestling the rap game. Yo, what up everybody? Welcome to the very first episode of Wrestling the Rap Game. Featuring your boy at Young Vino on IG. And my dog. They call me Pun on IG, otherwise known as DJ Dynasty, whichever you know me by. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My boy's been uh been been at this for a little minute, DJing and killing the game. So when it talk when it comes to the rap game, he knows what he's talking about. And uh, you know, when it comes to to the wrestling, I mean, it's it's kind of up to opinions and um, you know, people that have that's been around, you know, like the wrestling all their lives, like me and like you, been watching this shit for a very long time, you know? Yeah. So, uh, my bad. So, I wanted to ask you, bro, when, like, was your first experience of wrestling? When did you first start watching it? How did you get into it? Oh, uh, my grandpa, uh, he had the, he had stolen cable. So, <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? We used to get the free pay-per-views and stuff. So, yeah, um, I was about, I want to say, like, no, nah, I was older. Than, I mean, younger than six. I was about maybe four. I was about four years old, like 98, maybe the end of 98. And okay. um, so my grandpa and my uncles, my uncles are literally close in age. It's crazily, like crazy how close in age we are. Uh, one of my uncles is only four months older than me. Jeez. So, yeah. So, and my other uncle is only five years older than me. So we all grew up literally together. And we and my grandpa's mm-hmm. at home watching Raw, watching SmackDown, watching the pay-per-views. And yeah. you know how our wrestling toys and shit. So yeah. <laughs> so what you, bro? When'd you get into it? Man, I I remember I was uh my mom was watching uh Raw is War. Yeah. Um, and she she loved The Rock. So all she would talk about is The Rock and this and that blah blah blah. Yeah. And I just like I just started paying attention. I started watching it, and then I'm like. Oh, this this kind of fun. I was probably maybe like six or seven years old when I watched my first one. And I mean, I've been a, a lifelong fan ever since then, you know. Uh and The Rock, ironically, was my first favorite wrestler. Yeah, bro. I I can't be mad at that, bro. I had a when I was a kid, my pops bought me a, a plaque of mm-hmm. like the rock hitting the people's elbow. Yeah, things that people's elbow on test. So this is oh. 2000, maybe 2000, something like that. So okay, can't be mad at that, bro. The Rock was that dude. Yeah, he was the man back in the day. Uh, distilled that debate: is it him or Stone Cold was the greatest uh superstar of that uh time? Who who you think? Oh man, entertaining wise, it had to be The Rock. Yeah, but. Overall, it gotta be Stone Cold. Stone Cold, okay, okay. It Why do you be, say overall Stone Cold? Because I think Stone Cold is a better wrestler than The Rock. As far as as far as in the ring, in the ring wise, okay. I feel like The Rock was better entertaining on the mic, but Stone mm-hmm. Cold was also entertaining on the mic. Yeah. But the Rock was obviously a level ahead, but that's why I say overall uh, in ring and mic, Stone Cold might be above the rock but it's not about much i'm not gonna lie yeah 
yeah. So I'll I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Um, I think I think it's the Stone Cold character that captured uh, a lot of people's attention more. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, than The Rock's character. But I think, in my opinion, The Rock was more more versatile as a as a wrestler, and you know, he was more creative than Stone Cold, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Stone Cold kind of had like the same move set. Yeah. But it was like the fact that with Stone Cold, his character yeah. was more relatable because like who doesn't want to kick their yeah. ball's ass? Yeah, so. yeah. It, it's just he was what everybody wanted to like. He wanted he said everybody everything everybody else wanted to say. Yeah. And he did it on TV, he did it at entertainment, and then he whooped his boss ass. So like that I think is what captured like everybody's imagination then for the rock. Um it was just his, his mic skills, yeah. You wanted to be the rock. You wanted to the rock was cool. He had he had he had swag, he got the girl. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's you're exactly right. That's what every ever I think like every kid and probably secretly every man wanted to be the rock. Yeah. Because he he was so man, bro. I remember I had this uh WWF DVD. Um it's called uh it was a rock dvd i forgot which one it was there's so many of them um i think it was the rock the people's champ it had like a, a brown and gold Yo, i was cover. about to say it's like a brown cover and it had like the yeah. blue uh bowl. yeah yeah yeah. yeah i had that dvd man and i watched that so many times i got it from my uncle and i was like damn rock fresh like dude had the the two hundred dollar uh Hawaiian shirt, yeah, and uh, the the Gucci slippers and the loafers and all types of stuff, and just whooping ass. Sunglasses at night, bro, and <laughs> sunglasses at night it was he had. And he had the cleanest people's elbow without the shoes with the slide, with the socks, the hardest <laughs> elbow ever. Yes, that I yeah, that's the greatest people's elbow ever. That that was so smooth, man. And the Rock is a. Uh, a very entertaining guy. Yeah. Um, damn, I feel like I'm riding the rock, you know, riding the rock right now. But you know, that's just how it was. He was so captivating at at that time, especially when as a kid when you were looking up to him. And I, I gotta admit, I gotta give it to Stone Cold too. Um, and not just those guys, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, yeah. um, Undertaker. even. Undertaker, yeah, you got Kane. Kane back then was the man. Undertaker, right. um, I still remember their feud. Undertaker and The Rock, Stone Cold and Undertaker, like mankind. mankind. Like you had so many great superstars back then, man. So, I'm, gonna, um, I'm gonna take a guess and say your favorite era is the Attitude Era. Um, hmm, that's a good question. I got it. Uh, I got it between the Ruthless Aggression Era and the Attitude Era. Because I remember Triple H being so good at what he did. He made me he made me hate him. Yeah. Like legit hate him when I was a kid. I I like, well, first, back home, like my mom's was strict. I had to cut off the TV by uh eight o'clock. Actually by nine o'clock, my bad, when Raw actually came on. And I used to uh, go to the TV settings, turn the brightness down, and turn and put the uh, the uh, raw on mute and watch it till eleven o'clock. But I, she always knew I watch it because I'd be tired as hell the next day. 
because I had to get up super early for school. Yeah. But man, I used to be pissed after Raw because Triple H always got up on somebody. He was either whipping Eugene ass or he's whipping Chris Ball <laughs> ass. Or he's bro, that's the thing. Ass. Yeah, that's the thing, bro. It like he, Goldberg, he was whooping Goldberg ass. Yeah. Evolution and. I really didn't appreciate Triple H until I got older, you know, until I understood the business more, until I understood the whole point of being a heel character. He he was he doing his job lot. perfectly. He had it on lock. Yeah. Uh, who did you hate more from that era, from that evolution era between him and JBL? Um, I actually, <laughs> I kind of like JBL. Oh, because, man. Because he was so cocky. And that clothesline from hell, bro. Yeah. I know he hurt a couple people with that. Yeah, he was, he was winning. He was winging that shit back. So yeah, like, he was, he didn't care at all. Yeah, nah. he did not care at all. Yeah, nah. But I hated JBL because he he took the the strap off Eddie. So I was like, yeah. Eddie. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. And like, the crazy part is, bro. Like JBL was. He he didn't like have anything before he became when he was Bradshaw. I mean, he yeah. had the APA and stuff like that. But when he was Bradshaw by himself, and they were like, I was reading, they were about to cut him until he uh, came up with a JBL character. Oh shit! Yeah, and then he, bro, it it took him I think like six months, and then he won the WWE Championship from becoming a guy that only won tag team championships. Yeah. To WWE champion, yeah, kind of like that Jinder Mahal syndrome. Oh man, yo, but he did it way better because Jinder Mahal, you could they just rushed the hell out of that. They rushed him. I think Jinder Mahal could have been a great heel champion, but they just threw it on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you go from being a jobber last week, bro? How you go from losing to Mojo Raleigh to beating oh, yeah. Randy Orton? Like, Randy Orton for the title. Like, that bro, that don't make sense. At this point, they should have gave Mojo Raleigh, you know, he should have been number one contender on the low with that, with that logic. Yeah. Man. Um, speaking of Mojo Raleigh, that reminds me, the cuts that came this week as of a uh, date of recording. What's today's date? Uh, it is the 20th. Yeah, 420. Uh, see, I don't participate in that stuff, so. Um, it's not that it's not fun. <laughs> I, I forget that what day it is um but yeah as as a 420 date of recording um the cuts uh, i believe it was last week uh, of all the superstars um what's your opinion on that some of them like i see yeah like mojo like uh yeah. i don't even remember who else uh but the ones that i remember were obviously joe yeah. Um Payton Royce, uh Billy Kay. Yeah. And um I feel like I'm missing somebody, but no disrespect to them. Yeah, no disrespect to them. I mean, um all those all those superstars work hard, man. So there was, yeah. There was ten, there was ten of them. So yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Mojo, I didn't really oh uh Kalisto, that was a big one to me. Yeah. Um and that's what five. I don't remember the other five. Yeah, I um I don't remember everyone that got cut, but I do remember the big ones, Peyton, uh, you know, the iconics in general. Um, 
uh, Samoa Joe, I think, was a big loss. I don't big know loss, what happened. So. I don't know. I don't know. You know, we we go get to speculate, but Joe yeah. was Joe's gonna make bread right now. Being yeah. Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. You so, see him turning up in AEW or what? Man, he might come through and just just take over. He might just go and take over. Um, I feel like he has more to give than people give him credit for. Maybe right now, as of yeah. right now, like where he's at, and mm-hmm. I feel like he has more to give than Christian. I mean, I thought Christian was big, but I think. Think Joe has more to offer than Christian. Christian, yeah, uh, I, I understand that. Um, is Christian as good on the mic as Joe? No, no. I don't think so. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> Samoa Joe is more charismatic than Captain Charisma. Um, <laughs> but uh, Christian is a great—he's a legend. I, I take nothing away from him. Yeah. Um, but at this point in their careers. I think Joe has a lot more to offer. Um, you know, he was in TNA and for one of the biggest promotions he was with was TNA. And um, for a long time, you know, that didn't get him enough exposure because WWE, man, it's, it's world, world, worldwide. Yeah. And I, I mean, think they – go ahead. My bad. How you go ahead, bro. No, okay. So I think they uh, they lost out on an exceptional, exceptional talent, man. He uh, yeah. he didn't get his just due. Like with the with the stuff they were giving him, he mm. made it work. Yeah, that's all. I'm like, cause he was doing his thing in NXT when he was in yeah. NXT. He was doing. And that's a lot of people that come from NXT to mm. the main roster. They just they just flop on them. You know what I mean? Like they did that with Joe, with Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode was big drop um andrade dropped the ball um I even i mean last week i was like what the hell are they doing with damian priest like when they had him lose to the miz and to the miz yeah they're 50 50 booking man uh yeah. wwe loves 50 50 booking so it's like you they be dropping the ball with a lot of these dudes even if you look at the like the past couple like nxt champions like they really haven't done anything with them uh it went from uh, it was well, Carrying Cross got it now. Then it was Finn, then it was uh, Carrying Cross before that. Yeah, where uh, you got hurt. Oh, Keith Lee dropped the ball with him. Um, they had a star in, in that one, man. They really did. Yeah, dropped the ball with him. Then before that, I think it was Adam Cole. We had it for like the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Johnny Gargano. So I mean, they, they those two have been safe because they stood in NXT. Yeah. And uh, before that was uh, Tommaso Ciampa, which I think he should stay in NXT because they're going to win him. He definitely should because he, if he goes to the main roster, it's, it's not good. I think I think uh, Tommaso's slowed down on NXT, in my opinion. Yeah. I think his his uh, his heel character is way better than his face. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't like this whole feud that he got going on with Imperium. Yeah. He he should be he, man. It's sad that he got hurt when he did. Yeah. Um, because he had a lot of momentum, and Johnny Gargano, as a heel, is extremely sympathetic as a character. So him versus Johnny just worked. Yeah. Um, 
him versus Finn would have been good feud. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a lot of care. There's a lot of people he could have went up against. Um, him, uh, him against uh, Kyle O'Reilly would be. Yeah. So, what What do you think they're gonna do with Kyle? I think he's gonna be the next guy. I think he's gonna be. I think maybe by I would say by either SummerSlam, maybe by SummerSlam, he's gonna be the guy. You think so? The guy. He's gonna be the guy. I think he's gonna be the guy to knock off Karrion Cross mm-hmm. and have a nice, nice little run until WrestleMania, and mm-hmm. then they'll probably bump him up the next year. Okay. Um. What about Kyle? Well, I don't even need to ask this because I, I know. But what about Kyle O'Reilly, in your opinion, makes him possibly the next guy? It's probably just his wrestling style. His wrestling style, it's very legit, legit and is more believable than a lot of other people's styles. Like, yeah. You know, he has that MMA background, and MMA is kind of what's it right now. Popping. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what I mean? It fits. It fits for – I mean, well, he – Will he be, be successful on the main roster? Will be, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I could see him be like a mid card guy, but yeah, um, but for him to, but he, I think he would be successful as the face of NXT for a little bit. Okay, so, uh, your opinion NXT or main roster, which is better? NXT, NXT, okay. Uh, why do you think NXT is so much better than the main roster? Because Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon writes the he controls the main roster, and until I I don't want to say well how CM Punk said it where you know yeah no I know what you I know what you said we are all thinking it bro every every single person that's gonna watch this is probably thinking the same thing you're gonna be like yeah <laughs> but when yeah. Triple H takes over oh it's lit it's about yeah. to be lit when Triple H takes over oh it's about to be wrestling's probably WWE is gonna be overall fun again and not that it isn't fun but it's mm-hmm. it's it's taking a little back burner when it, as yeah. far as the roster so yeah. but when triple h takes over oh it's about to be it's about to be crazy because it's, it's it's triple h that's what everybody's forgetting it's triple h and Shawn michaels running nxt yes yeah. was like it's about to be crazy so all these guys that, that we that we enjoy mm-hmm are going to be the faces of the future. Guys yeah. like Adam Cole and Finn Balor and, um, you know, well, I don't know how long Finn Balor's, you know, he's in his 40s, so we don't know. We got 10 more years out of Finn Balor, but. Yeah. um, Those guys are going to be the face in 10 years, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I think so, too. I hope so. That's That's my biggest thing. I hope so. I hope they don't lose them because of all the you know the the bs in uh wwe and in the main roster and vince you know because he he doesn't like little guys yeah he, he likes old school big larger than life guys and characters and stuff like that which honestly just isn't working anymore because you know people just aren't gravitated to that like it was back then it was more of a spectacle back then but now people want some sort of realism with it, you know. Yeah. You want to be athletes, real athletes. Athletes, and they want to be re- relatable to these guys. I mean, nobody can be freaking Hulk Hogan. Nobody can be Batista, or even Triple H. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 like the relatable guys like Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly's a fun, you know, like charismatic person. Yeah. And you got Adam Cole, who is one of the greatest wrestlers and heels to ever step into business. I have tons of respect for Adam Cole, especially that Survivor series and leading up to Survivor Series where he worked every night. Yeah. Yeah. Broken wrist. I think Come he on, man. Uh, it was, was it the, he worked Survivor Series and the TakeOver before that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think he was, was it, was it War Games that was before that? He did War Games. Yeah. And- yeah. yeah. So, uh, Adam Cole is, is, is goaded, in my opinion, one of the ghosts of NXT. Uh, yeah. I don't think he should go to the main roster because I think Vince is going to ruin him. Yeah. Um, because he just doesn't see and understand the it's just not about physique man it's it's about how you can captivate the audience and you got guys you got big guys who like you know you got yeah. the Romans, you got uh, yeah you got who's doing an exceptional job at the moment um uh, you got the drew mcintyres you got bobby yeah. lashley yeah so i mean you, you have those guys but then then you then you have guys like AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And, you know, so you're like, we kind of gravitate more towards those Daniel Bryans and AJ Styles because yeah. we, we know what they're capable of, but yeah. Vince doesn't see what we see in these guys. Yeah. And, you know, I remember when they all came out and they're like, oh, we're going to listen to the audience. We're going to do this, you do that. That still hasn't happened. They haven't listened to anything. Nah, I mean we we see how they treated the guys that we liked in NXT, and those yeah. are the guys that we're gonna listen to you. Oh, where the hell's on? Where where is uh Bobby Roode? What is Bobby Roode doing right now, bro? Ruined. Bobby Roode is not a tag a tag team like wrestler. He should be a even if you don't want to put him in a main event scene, he should be a mid card heel. Yeah. And stay that way because he's good at that, and that's and what he's good gonna, at. I mean, if you're gonna put him in a tag team, go sign James Storm. Yeah, bring them <laughs> back together. Like, yeah, do do something good. Bobby Roode is a great worker, a great wrestler, and he he knows how to he knows how to use that mic. Yeah, and he he has all the skills, but I don't know what's going on with that. Um, who else? Andrade. Andrade. Yeah. Is just so real, so good in the ring, man. Like so, so good in the ring. Yep. He could have been a title challenger. He could have held the title. He could have. And the thing is, they're bringing Damian Priest uh, and giving him all this attention because they want a Hispanic champion, you know, or a Hispanic head to to uh, to go to gear towards that audience. You had him in Andrade. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't. That's the. That's why. You know, I was gonna say something, but I'm not gonna even say what I was gonna say about this man. I have too much respect for him to even to even <laughs> even say anything bad about him. But there's that's the reason why they, you know, they got the yeah. Mysterio still doing his thing. Like let Rey Mysterio give him some damn respect. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ray Otis. Oh gosh. Heavy machinery. Let's let's talk about that. 
they had something going as a tag team. Now that's who you keep as a tag team. Yeah. Instead of Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, who I like. I like both guys, but yeah. them as a tag team over heavy machinery, really? Even uh um who was it they well also the other guy we forgot too that got released, Tucker. Yeah, they Tucker, released. yeah. Um but they like they 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 always get something good and then they ruin it. Like American Alpha was you had two guys who couldn't stand on their own but worked together. Yeah. And I, I don't understand how they can't see it at like that. Okay, these two guys can't stand on their own, but together they might be good. Like Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler can stand on their own. They're better on their as own. As we know, they're <laughs> better on their own. But Heavy Machinery, what is what did Tucker do since then? Can Tucker cut a promo? No. No. Can Otis cut a promo? Yeah. Yeah. He's entertaining. So he, he, he helps Tucker, and Tucker can elevate him as a tag team partner. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you look at it. You got, um, you got the Iconics, who, apart – they're still really, really good, which is the, th- the crazy part is actually they can I think they both can work apart or, you know, together. Um, mm-hmm. Billy Kay as the comedic character. That's yeah. her. That's her. That's her thing. And yeah. she was doing great. She was just on WrestleMania. <laughs> they fired her. What, right after days, WrestleMania. Two days after WrestleMania. Yep. And you got Peyton Royce, who. um in my opinion, it's kind of a throwback diva. Like when you when you think of diva, you think of Peyton Royce, you think of Mandy Rose, you know, those more um kind of sexualized females. I, I don't mean to, you know, put them in that category alone, yeah. but you know, they're actually really good at that at what they do. And yeah. what they do like, is yeah, many, like this generation is like Kelly Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, Kelly Kelly, or even a Tori Wilson. Or a Tori Wilson, yeah. Yeah, she, Mandy Rose is, like, that good. Speaking of that, you got Sonya Deville, who is extremely good as well yeah. at what she does. Legit in the ring. Um, she can cut a really, really, really good promo. Yeah. They should push that girl to the moon because they need challengers. Well, they got Charlotte on SmackDown every Friday, so. Yeah. I mean, I love Charlotte. Charlotte deserves the spot that she's in, but we need different people as well. You know, I can't stand her. You can't stand her. I, I think she's good, man. I think she's good, but it's, it's just like it's the same thing that everybody was getting tired of Roman for. True, true, so. true, true. She, you know, sometimes she does need to take a step back, but when WWE can't build their women's division. They turn to her, which they I, they just keep failing at building their women's division, and I don't understand how. Oh, I, I exactly I don't get how when you have Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair and Oscar. Bianca and, Belair is amazing at her work, amazing. They have Sasha they, Banks. They have the best women's division in wrestling. Period. But they can't they can't fix it. They can't you know. There's just not, they just don't do the right things with these ladies. They need to treat them more like superstars instead of like, I don't, I don't know how they treat them. They just, 
Look what they're doing with Shayna Baszler. That is the next person I was going to bring up, bro. Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler should have been the same on Raw as she was in NXT. Yeah, she should have been Ronda's replacement while Ronda was gone. Was was gone. And then, you know what have been so great is that when Ronda comes back, her and Shayna tag together. They should have. They should have made. Shayna should have won at WrestleMania last year against Becky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that would have made sense considering Becky was gonna leave anyways. Yep. Yep. You know, they and win. They should have put Oscar on SmackDown. Had mm-hmm. her had to terrorize everybody on SmackDown, even though it kind of affected Bailey. A yeah. Bit. Bailey got Who's her doing back. great work. Yeah. Another person that they're not utilizing right now. Yeah. Um. You know, they and they they could have had that whole Bailey and Sasha versus Oscar feud that they had over the summer on SmackDown mm-hmm. and had yep. destroy everybody on Dominate Raw. Raw. I think they still got time to save Shayna, but Vince needs to do it. I read a report that he just doesn't think that she can do it. Bro, have you seen NXT? It did her <laughs> what up? What more? What more can you ask for? Yeah, and then they dropped the ball too when they had uh Ember Moon. Yeah, dropped the ball with Ember Moon. Like it was like they Triple H knows what he's doing. Pretty, much. I'm gonna just say Triple H knows what he's doing. He knows who can do what, and it's just Vince. Vince. Uh, Vince is still waiting for somebody to be. Hulk Hogan and time for that's over, bro. Uh, <laughs> honestly, there's there's never gonna be a Hulk Hogan again, and because there's only <laughs> one Hulk Hogan, and it's not it's not that era anymore. You know, it shouldn't be another Hulk Hogan. It yeah. It, it, first of all, I I was telling my uh, my boy shout out to K Pod K Podcast too. Oh, uh, we were, uh, he was we was on the uh, we were talking on his podcast and uh, mm-hmm. I was telling him that in Res- at WrestleMania mm-hmm. they were booing the hell out of Hulk Hogan. They were booing yeah, him. Nobody likes Hulk Hogan. I'm like, you wouldn't, you shouldn't want to be Hulk Hogan. Like Hulk Hogan yeah. is a terrible human being. Yep, he's, he's been that way for a long time. I was, I mean, this might be a crazy analogy, and whoever doesn't agree with it, I apologize, but this is my opinion. I think Hulk Hogan is wrestling's R. Kelly. Okay. Talk that talk. <laughs> I'm just saying he is. Like, we, Hulk, R. Kelly had great music. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan had a great wrestling career. Mm-hmm. Both shitty people. Yep. Talk that talk, bro. <laughs> talk that talk. I, I, I feel you. Like, you can respect the art, but you can't respect the person. And that's what yep. Hulk Hogan is. Hulk Hogan is a terrible human being. Um, so um, listen, man. For people that are casuals to the wrestling world, like if you know the backstage stuff that Hulk Hogan did, um, you know, like bullying, not like basically not being a team player, always wanting the spotlight. It was like, it was just all about him. He was one of the, like, from what the reports, he is one of the most selfish people ever. And he's a closet and, racist. Yeah, a closet. Oh, we already knew about that. Yeah. He's a clo- closet racist. 
closet racist, bro. I mean, I don't know, man. As much as he wants to apologize for it, it's something that you have to show. It's not, it's something that you have to learn. And I personally will never go out of my way to say anything racist towards any group of people. And then like, it's okay. I don't think that way five minutes later. No, no matter how much, how angry I am. Yeah. I know what's racist and what isn't, you know, like words can slip out and you know, this blah, blah, blah. But honestly, I hope it for me personally, it's never happened. And I hope it never happens. I don't say anything racist when I'm angry. And if I did, I would immediately be like, whoa, 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 nah, that's not what I mean. You know what I'm saying? The only reason why he was so confident about what he was saying is because he thought he was in private. Yeah. That's the only reason why he was so confident in what he was saying. So which what he said he thought, you know, he was in private. So he was talking his talk. Yeah. Slipped out, it it came out, and he was like, oh, hold on. This was, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, nah, bro, we if that's what how you think in private, yeah. It's how you are in real life, huh? And, you know, and a lot of people don't uh a lot of people there don't don't respect him. A lot of people were upset that he was even brought back. Yeah. A lot of the African American superstars and stuff like that, you know, and rightfully so in my opinion. Rightfully so. Um, wouldn't shake his hand. I wouldn't shake your hand either, bro. No, bro. I mean, come on, this is I this is and you know, it just doesn't surprise me, you know. It doesn't surprise me. A out of touch, old white man, racist, what's new? Bro, Hulk Hogan was, was what, born in the 40s or 50s? <laughs> 1930s or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Dude's old. He was a grown man when yeah. Martin Luther King was assassinated. Yeah. You know, and it, it doesn't surprise me. One crazy thing that also heard was uh, Teddy. Did you hear Teddy Long talk about Ric Flair? Nah, damn, Ric Flair racist too, bro? Oh, man. They he said that um Rick Flair called him the N-word one time. I don't know how true that is. Uh I haven't really heard any other reports on it. I'm sure it's buried most likely, if anything. Um, but yeah, man. And you know what? As much as I love Rick Flair, the character, and I don't know Rick Flair personally. So that doesn't surprise me either. You know, same thing. Old, out of touch, white man born in the 1930s or something like that. Yeah, it don't surprise in me. South, you know that? In the south, in the south, yeah, yeah. It, it it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I hope I hope he's not that way. You know, it. it see, here's the thing: when people try to say, "Oh, why is it a big deal that this person's racist and stuff like that, or says this or says this or blah blah blah." It's that when you're a kid and you look up to these people or these people are what you see as a role model, no matter how much people say, oh, you should you should be your own role model and this, blah, blah, blah. That's just your mind as a child. Like, you can't help that. Those are the people you see. Those are the people you try to imitate as a child. As a grown man, I know different. Yeah. But as a child, you don't. So I know many so many people from the South who are either around our age or older than us that are from the South mm-hmm. who grew up watching Ric Flair 
and thought Ric Flair was like the coolest dude in the world because yeah. you know you had the like the same thing that we were talking about the rock. He had the yeah. girls, he had the clothes, he had the cars, he had everything, you know what I mean? The house, like mm-hmm. they that's why what the Migos say about Ric Flair. They grew up watching Ric Flair and they thought Ric Flair was cool and they cool. wanted to be Ric Flair. Yeah, uh, man, listen, I just watched some Ric Flair old clips and stuff like that today. So Ric Flair was that dude. He was exceptional at his job, uh, charismatic. He was a good in-ring worker. He was a comedian. <laughs> yeah, like one of the funniest wrestlers to ever grace the squared circle. Well, we are at that, we at that age or we're in that generation that's like, Ric Flair is our favorite wrestlers, favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You're right. Like our favorite wrestlers would be like in the Triple H's and the Shawn Michaels and the AJ Styles and the Adam Coles. And then those guys' favorite wrestlers are Ric Flair. Yeah. That's a fact. So I, I can only imagine, man, you know, just finding out that possibly he could be this guy i'm not gonna lie hulk hogan out of man man forget hulk hogan but rick yeah, flair that one that might actually hurt like damn yeah. yeah uh hulk hogan you're right i i don't care i thought he was a shit wrestler anyway so yeah body yeah. him. yeah he watch, i, I didn't watch really rock with him. yeah like there was a lot of people i mean uh wcw goldberg even though a lot of people don't uh, respect Goldberg or think Goldberg is this great wrestler. He was extremely good at what he was supposed to do. I love Goldberg. I can't just, which is just be a battering ram. Like that's all he needed to do. I'm not one thing you would catch on this podcast. You would never catch me doing. I will never slander Goldberg. Yeah, I no will, Goldberg slander around here. Never in my life. You will not hear me slander Goldberg on this podcast. I could vouch for it. I still have. Uh, I wish I had it with me. I still have. Uh, when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I have a, a Bill Goldberg WCW uh, championship. It literally from 99. It literally on the back of it has 1999 World Championship Wrestling with the Goldberg plate on it. Jeez. That's a collectible right there. Man, it's, I've had it, what, where, what, 2021? I've had it for 22 years? I don't know. Jeez. Yeah, 22 years. So Wow. That's cool, man. I mean, that bill's older than a lot of people I know. <laughs> <laughs> true, 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 true. Yeah, you gotta. Uh, we need to make an appearance, uh, an appearance from that Goldberg belt next podcast. Yeah, yeah I'm a, I gotta find it somewhere. I'm not gonna lie. I tried to bring it to Mania, couldn't find it. Yeah. I didn't, I'm not even gonna lie to anybody looking for it. I forgot about it. But uh, no, nah, it's gonna make an appearance on here for sure. Yeah, because we don't, we don't, we don't stand to Goldberg here. No. Big facts, big facts. All right. Um. So you know, this is called wrestling the rap game. So. There's two things that we focus on here on this podcast is uh, wrestling, of course, which we'll have tons and tons and tons and tons and tons to talk about with wrestling, because I feel like we could carry this specific conversation on for 17 more hours. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the fans are here to uh, talk about the rap game, too. So um, your first experience in rap. Oh, my pops, man. Again, my pops. uh he um he owned a music store, okay. Uh, since I want to say '88, mm-hmm. and um so I grew I it was it was music and movies, but I grew up with 
with rap music. Uh, I was a kid. My dad had a. My dad was, you know, he he was once a young man at one one time, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he had his. He had his uh, I want. He's gonna get so mad because I always get his car wrong, but I always call it a Honda Civic. It was like a ninety something Honda Civic. Yeah, all blacked out. He had the system in it, and we used to be in there listening to you know uh, Busta Rhymes, um, Met the Man and Red Man, which is uh, a verse is going on uh, right now for four twenty. Um, Word. R.I.P. DMX. R.I.P. Uh, the dog. He was definitely listening to DMX at that time. Um, big pun for sure. Ironically, big pun. And uh, that's what they, you know, uh, that's kind of it's kind of full circle how that nickname came to me too with that. And then um, I'm not sure if I don't know if you're familiar, but it's a group called the Beat Nuts. They kind mm-hmm. the of they're the ones that uh, put big pun on his first big song. Okay, so that's was, what's up. Yeah, so. Off the books, yeah, it was off the books. So, yeah, man, that was my experience of music. Um, Black Rob too, huge. Okay. So too, R.P. Black Rob. R.P. Black Rob for real. But uh, yeah, what about you, bro? How'd you get into rap? Oh man, the rap game. Uh, it was my my mom's boyfriend. He uh he had a fifty CD Ooh. when fifty had just got hot. Ooh. And. I just, you know, I'm just sitting there listening. Boom, boom. Yeah. And then, and he was just telling, he was telling my mom's like, oh, you can't let him listen to this. You know, it got cursing in it and stuff like that. And my mom was like, you don't hear it from us anyway. Bam. So I'm like, oh, bro, I put it, I listened to the 50 CD, man. Get Rich or Die Trying. That was uh, the first set of music I listened to. Um, and 50 one of my favorite biggest top influence top five rappers ever um then it was m for me i branched off from fifth to m and then it came full circle and then my friends in school were also listening to 50 and m because they were popping at that, that time two, that was two that was the two biggest stars besides jay-z yeah um and man, that's that's my first experience with with rap music, bro. And ever since then, it's been a love relationship. I yeah. never hate the game. I appreciate everything, even the mumble rappers from the uh, the the what you call it, trippy reds to to even the goats like Nas, man. Um, I appreciate everything about the rap game. Uh, and this, you know, I understand the eras that we're in and I understand, you know, yeah. shit has to evolve. I mean, you know, we, if we you go back to the 80s when you had the rappers who will just talk about step by step what they were doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm walking down the street and then I <laughs> then I strip and then, then, then uh, you know, <laughs> like they would rap like that. And then you got into yeah. then you transition to like like I, I call them the in-betweens because they were like. The you know you had you had Slick Rick and then you had Big Daddy Kane and yeah. Kim, who Rakim kind of did that at first with the you know talking about their day to day task and shit like yeah. uh, like Slick Rick did and all them guys and then he slowly transitioned to a you know what I mean a, like a rap god and then uh yeah. Rakim is a goat is one of the goats man yeah I'll give him that and then then uh Big Daddy Kane too he was. Mm-hmm rapping his ass off and then they influenced the next generation of guys 
You know what I mean? Like the you look at who the next generation of guys are. It's like these are people's top fives. Like yep. um Nas was influenced by Rock Him. Mm-hmm. Um Jay-Z influenced by Big Daddy Kane. Biggie influenced by Big Daddy Kane. Like, you know what I mean? Like these yeah. are people's top fives. <laughs> so it's like, and even um 50, 50 said on hate it or love it. He said, My favorite rapper say check check out my melody. That's Rakim. Yeah. Yep. So it's like these are these guys, these those in-between guys are are so underappreciated. But it's like, you know what I mean? It it, it, it evolves. Cause then once you got into the next generation, you know, Eminem influence. He was in between guy too that influenced the next generation. You know, the Eminem mm-hmm. influenced guys like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. So it's like these in between guys who changed the flows are, are you know what I mean? They they changed rap for better to me for better for better. Uh yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, definitely, bro. Um, the the big influences. Um. I don't, me personally, I, I don't know too many 80s rappers. I can't sit here in, in front like I do. I'm more 90s until now. Um, and that's, yeah. that's just, that's just where I grew up. Uh, I grew up in Guyana, which is in South America. And, you know, we didn't really have those things. So it's more the 2000s rappers and stuff like that, yeah. that we really got into. And rap wasn't big in our country. It was more reggae. That was the big thing. So, um, and soca music and stuff like that. It, it goes crazy. And hey, bro, I'll, I honestly, I'm, I'm with all that. The word the reggae, I'm with all that. So, yeah, bro, reggae is where it's at too, man. Yeah. Um, so I felt like I was one of the the few people listening to rap music heavy back home. You know, yeah. um, it, it made me stand out. I remember uh, girls in my class hating. Like hating me and my boys because that's that's all we were like talk about and that's what we were listening to and that's what influenced us. It was rap music, you know what I'm saying? And oh, it was it wasn't normal. We're at the point that rap is pop culture now. Rap is pop culture. Yep, rap is pop culture. You know, rap is <laughs> rap is what what they hated in the 2000s. You know, that rap is mm-hmm. pop music. Now it's the mm-hmm. pop. Pop is popular music. Yep. That is the number one genre right now. Yep, and it has the it has the the biggest influence on, uh, at least the people in the United States, in my opinion. Um, Man, we can't even say that, bro, because they got the UK guys too. That's going crazy. Oh yeah, like, yo, that was UK drill rappers, boy. <laughs> hey, they they spit in the hot. Uh, shout out to that boy Stormzy. I I mess with that cat, man. Um, from the UK, Stormzy. He's He's heavy on it. You got um, Stormzy, you got what, Skepta, you got... Skepta, yeah, that boy go hard, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's, there's a bunch of these dudes. Um, well, I can't think of the guy. Uh, I'm sorry, bro. Whoever you... I forgot your name, but he has this song called uh, Champion, and it had Chris Brown on the remix. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I can't remember his name, either. It was the ironic, It was the theme song for Tough Enough when they had uh, Stone Cold as the yeah. but that dude he's 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 dope too um but yeah bro now these that, rap music has influenced 
it's influenced everything. It's it's even influenced the way these pop artists are making music. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and one thing I noticed, bro, is that from rock and roll to country music to reggaeton, everything, everything like that, bro, has some influence of rap in it from the rhyme schemes. Like you know, it's like even rock stars they rhyme just like rappers, you know. Bro, Limp Biscuit, Kid Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Lincoln Lincoln Park, uh, R.P. Chester. Um, you know, like their music has a heavy influence from rap. Yeah. Um, and to me, that makes it sound better. Like putting the meshing the two genres together makes it sound better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Um, um I'm trying to, like um. Like, look how people like what pop music is now. Look how these guys like Ed Sheeran mm-hmm. and Bieber and Ariana Grande, their music yeah. is like what, what R&B was to us in the early 2000s. Yep. Yep. You're right, bro. Um, and shout out to those people as well, man. They... Uh, I always show love to the people that are really doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? Like um, really moving in lanes. I know they get a lot of hate and a lot of uh, flack from a lot of people about moving into genres and moving into lanes. Yeah. But if you're talented enough to do it, why not? I, I don't, I don't get how they could give people like Bieber and Sharon and Ariana Grande slander when you got people like Drake who do that. Why is yeah. it okay for Drake to do that, but it's not cool for them to yeah. get in those lanes. I mean, I guess it's different because Drake, we consider him like predominantly black, even though he's not. Yeah. <laughs> but we, you know, we consider him predominantly black. And then you got people like, I mean, obviously just Justin Bieber and Ed Sheeran are not black at all or any mm-hmm. type of, for what I know. But yeah. like Ariana Grande, she, her last name is Grande. Yes. Yeah. Clearly a person of color. So I don't get how you can hate on her when she is a person of color. So we don't know where her background is. If she could, she could have been in the same struggles or had the same issues that we have. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I also don't limit music to a specific culture or not a specific culture because it is culture. Hip hop is a culture. Um, A specific race. I, I wouldn't limit music to a specific race, man, because I feel like everything dib- dibbles and dabbles in everything. Like uh, hip hop was born out of um, uh, blues. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and, and jazz music. Hip hop was born out of jazz music as well. Yeah. So you know, there's there's an influence there, and some person, a person could be white and have that talent to you know make this music very well you know what i'm saying eminem you got uh marky mark mark Wahlberg. back in the day people forget about that boy (laughs) he he was actually decent he wasn't no goat he wasn't no great but he you know he did his thing he was a good got on the tv (laughs) he wasn't a goat or a great he was a good he was a yeah he he got he got his shit popping um uh going to rap and wrestling mixing it together uh, big match john that oh. boy is nice yeah uh, that boy is nice i'm not gonna lie to tune in every thursday to hit him freestyles and i bought the album 
I bought the album too. I remember yeah. dragging my mom to the store, bought the bootleg and all. Yeah. Oh no, nah, I just I think last year I had like a Twitter poll. I mean, not a Twitter poll, Instagram poll on who's the 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 best corniest white rapper. Mm-hmm. I voted on that. I remember. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I didn't. Obviously, I'm not gonna put M in that. M is way too goaded to even be putting that yeah. any corny anything. Yeah. Uh, but I think I had like MGK. Uh, I had obviously John Cena, mm-hmm. and uh, I forgot who else was in there. Oh, uh, I think Mark Wahlberg was in there. Not even gonna hold you, Mark Wahlberg was in there. Yeah. Uh, um, and John Cena won. John Cena won the whole thing. He beat yeah. MGK for best corny white rapper. So. Yeah. Put some respect boy, on John Cena's name. Put some respect on his name, bro. Boy, he was nice with with the rhymes, bro. And yeah. I was I was looking it up to see if it was it might have been scripted. And no, that was all him. Yeah. He rapped for everybody, and that's how they came up with that uh the um word life gimmick. Yeah, and he uh he got a platinum album. Yeah, platinum. Come on, man. Put some respect on that man name. He got a platinum album. Yeah, come on, man. We got rappers nowadays that can't even go gold. Six nine don't got a platinum album right now, but John Cena do. Big facts, big facts. Hey, go talk your talk, bro. The same talk your talk. They out here going aluminum, they going wood, they going cardboard. (laughs) John Cena going platinum, platinum plaques only. Platinum, bro. Platinum, bro. Come on, man. he that 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 dude is nice, you know, very talented, uh, one of the GOAT wrestlers. Um, a decent rapper. Uh, I respect him. Too. You say what? He follows a goat too. He follows me on Twitter. I'm talking shit. He follows <laughs> you on Twitter. Follows me on Twitter. Best. Yo, that's that's big stuff, bro. Big Man. stuff. You out? You out here? You out here? I'll give you that. You out here? I see now um, on Twitter. He followed me. I'm like, oh, but he follows a goat too. You know. It's uh, when I first saw the picture, it was invisible though. <laughs> he's stupid (laughs) oh man um so one thing that we got to talk about is that um that album it was a wwf album that mixed all the theme songs into rap songs what was the name of it wwf aggression wwf aggression I got to go listen to that album one more again. Bro. The album was straight heat. Straight heat. First song out the gate is the Kings of Rock DM, uh, DX. I'm about to say DMX. DX remix. That yeah. was their new song in 2000. Off the gate. Run DMX. Off the gate. Off the gate with heat, bro. Like so much heat. In that album, I I remember grabbing that and just popping it in. And for all you pretenders out there that didn't, that's about to say, oh, y'all listening to rap wrestling theme songs, y'all know, y'all know, Fire. y'all love them damn theme songs. Fire. Y'all be singing them damn theme songs everywhere you go. Stop playing with me. No, don't oh. cap. Shout out to my boy Burr because I played it for him. And he was like, Woo, bro, what you doing about this? I'm like, Bro, the King of Rock DX theme song. Yes, hold it, bro. It might be, it's, it's up there, bro. It might be top two. Top two, number one is probably going to be The Time Is Now. Yeah. 
but it, but it's up there. Nah, I, I agree, bro. Um, that I'm gonna have to listen to the album again, man. I, I went, I was listening to that every day for a good little minute, bro. Bro, it had Run DMC, Snoop Dogg did Stone Cold's theme song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see did the Godfather that he they performed it at WrestleMania 2000. Uh, Excuse me, wow, I didn't know that. Wow, I gotta go double. Uh, I gotta check that out. It was pimping ain't easy. Pimping ain't pimping ain't easy, man. Yo, Godfather, mm-hmm. out, bro, fire. Oh, um, yeah. man, did the rock? Yeah. Um, damn, I forgot. Somebody, I know mankind. Somebody did mankind, but I forgot who did it. But there was, bro, there was goats on this album, bro. Look at yeah. the name: Snoop Dogg, Ice T, Run DMC, Method Man. Um. W well I'm not I wouldn't I don't know I'm not from the West so WC is not a goat to me but yeah uh, he uh he was on that um man there was just <sighs> legit bro. legit uh, superstar artists on there superstar artists the in their prime this is when they yeah. were hot yeah. um damn bro now I'm now it's gonna bother me on who was on this album because it was so oh, old dirty bastard was on the album that he did he did Mankind's theme song. Okay. Um, let's see who else is on here. Um, Snoop Dogg and WC was Stone Cold. Red Man did Vince McMahon's theme song. Okay. C Murder did Gangrel. Um, the East Siders did Kane. Mystical did Triple H's theme song. <laughs> Bro. I don't even know who did uh, who did Chris Jericho's theme song. All right, the I don't know who this is, bro. I'm not gonna lie. I know there's gonna be some rap fans gonna be like, how do or uh, big rap fans like super hip hop heads are gonna like how you don't know that? But uh, R.A. the rugged man did or I never heard him did Chris Jericho's theme. I never heard him either. I probably skipped this song, but I was definitely listening to uh. The Kings with DX. I'm, I'm gonna reiterate that. I listened to the uh, Know Your Role with Met the Man for the Rock. Mm-hmm. Listen to Hell Yeah by Snoop. I definitely was just listening to Pimpin' Ain't Easy because that song was hard as hell. Mm-hmm. Man, this ain't see, and they're they gonna talk, they're they gonna be like, oh, it's, it's rap wrestling. It can't be that good, bro. It debuted number eight on the US Billboard 200 in 2000. Check the stats. Debuted on number eight on the Billboard 200. Check the stats. Hey, damn. You know what? That makes, sense. that makes sense why I like this album so much. You know why? Because it came out on my birthday. Oh, even better. Goaded. It came out. It's goaded. I was just about to say. And on that note, it's a mic drop. Yeah. Uh, it went gold, too. Hold on. It went gold. Man. It went gold? Come went on, man. Gold. Check the stats. Check the stats. Like we said. A lot, of, a lot of these rappers nowadays go on cardboard. The album went gold. Plastic. Still in the plastic. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, rap and wrestling fans, it's been a pleasure to share this, uh, this moment in time with y'all. Uh, very first episode of uh, Wrestling the Rap Game podcast featuring myself and my boy Pun. Um we got tons more to come in, uh, tons to talk about. And we're going to keep this going, baby. Um, yes, sir. We appreciate y'all listening. 
make sure you like, share, subscribe, uh, give us a shout out. All that stuff will be up on YouTube. We'll be up on IG, um, you know, and doing the damn thing. Yes, sir. And uh, make sure y'all go follow Off the Rope on Instagram. It's exactly sure. how his uh, sounds, Off the Rope. Um, so, yeah, go follow them out, man. They got a bunch of dope shirts, um, rap wrestling shirts, or just exclusive wrestling. Um, they got a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I know y'all, even if you're not a wrestling fan, that you will enjoy. Promise yes, that. Sir. For sure, for sure. All right, fans. Appreciate y'all. We outie. Yes, sir.